Father, free me from this bondage. Knowing my condition is the reason I must change. Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is November 23rd, 2022, and what a great day it is today. We have a lot of things going on. You know, everyone is running around preparing for Thanksgiving. Uh, Me, myself, I'm cooking for about 60 people that are coming to my house and uh, so we're really excited about doing Thanksgiving this year and as we talked about yesterday uh, we have been under COVID restrictions for the last two years and so everybody's just looking to get out and enjoy themselves and stay safe so uh, I just want to say to each and every one of you that are preparing a meal that I wish everything is it tastes as well as you are expecting to be expecting it to be, as well as those of you that are going to friends and family's homes. I hope that your meal and your all getting together together is really in in observance of giving thanks for everything that we've been through and how we weathered this storm of all sorts of things, COVID specifically. And so this is a time to get together on one accord, to just enjoy each other, enjoy friends, enjoy family. And for those of you that have loved ones right now that uh, have passed on, of course, just to remember them. And those that are sick, we're praying and, and hoping that everyone is getting better and all of those things. Um, as we go for our quote for the day, I decided not to do a cryptocurrency quote, but to do one about Thanksgiving. And there's a couple wrapped into this. And, um, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that are nostalgic for me as it relates to Thanksgiving and being in the spirit of thankfulness. And so Thanksgiving is a joyous invitation to shower the world with love and gratitude. Forever on Thanksgiving, the heart will find the pathway home. The more you practice the art of thankfulness, the more you have to be thankful for. When I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. And I'm going to say specifically in this day in this time for Thanksgiving, I'm always brought to my memory. My mother, as I was growing up, telling me no matter what is going on, just always give thanks. Just start thanking God, thanking the most high for whatever the situation is, good, bad, or indifferent. And uh, she gave me a little bitty story about something that happened to her back in her days uh, that made her understand how important it was to just give thanks no matter what. 
And so I've always actually utilized that throughout my life. And sometimes people will be like, why are you saying thankful? You know, why are you saying thanks? You just, I don't know, let's just come up with something. You just wrecked a car. And why are you saying thank that you're happy and thank you? And, and all of those things literally make you start to think about what you have to be happy about. Hey, I may have wrecked the car, but my life is here. My arms, my legs, nothing's broken. I'm not laying in the hospital. And so as we give thanks tomorrow, today, and after this, because this is the time where everyone is thankful and and giving. This is the time of giving, even though we should be giving all year long. You know, we just want to think about uh, things to be thankful for. Even if you don't feel like you have much to be thankful for, you definitely do. And I want to encourage each and every one of you moving forward that we ought to be giving thanks, not just tomorrow, but for the entire year, every time things are going good or bad. Just think about what I said. It's just so fabulous to just start saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And watch how things turn around in your life. You'll be really surprised as to how things move and turn around when you're in the spirit of thankfulness. And so because we are preparing for Thanksgiving, that's something that I wanted to share today. And as we come forward, I've got some new things that I'm doing in the cryptocurrency space, and I'm going to share those with you when we come forward. I'm really excited about the the different things that I've come up with and the inspirations behind those things. So when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Since we're talking about Thanksgiving and giving in general, and this is the time of the year that people are looking to do a couple things. They're looking to actually settle their conscious, which means they're looking for nonprofit organizations or organizations that they can actually support um, to just make themselves feel good during this time of the year. And so I would like to introduce each and every one of you to a platform called The Giving Block. And The Giving Block is a website and it's thegivingblock.com and it's how you donate cryptocurrency to your local um, nonprofit organizations. But guess who's on there? Crypto Kids Camp is actually on the giving block and we've been on there for, I think this is our third year on the giving block. And so what we would like for each and every one of you to do that would like to give to a 501c3 where you get a tax write-off, we'd like for you to donate. Uh, You can donate regular fiat. I would hate for you to donate your Bitcoin, but it actually allows you to donate several other cryptocurrencies as well. So you can go to thegivingblock.com. You can click on Donate Crypto, and then you can type in either Crypto Kids Camp or you can put in the state of California 
or just type in crypto and crypto kids camp will come up. You can see all about our camp and what we do for the children. And this is one of the biggest times that people actually donate as well, because they actually need a real tax write off. And so at the end of the year, people have already figured out how much they need to actually donate to nonprofit organizations to offset some of the taxes that they are going to owe. And so they're looking for organizations. So what we've done with Crypto Kids Camp as a nonprofit is just really position ourselves to get in front of as many people as we can to get those donations coming in. Because if you did not know, we have a organization where we actually teach children emerging technologies. And what we say is we go beast mode on breaks. And beast mode stands for blockchain. And these are the things that we're teaching the children. B is blockchain and beast mode. And the E is evolution of money. A is artificial intelligence or augmented reality. S is security, cybersecurity. The T is technology. The M is mining, Bitcoin mining, or Skycoin mining, or there's helium mining. There are several different mining things that the children can actually do. But M is for mining. O is for online gaming. Now, those of you that have children in your family, you know they're going to play video games anyway. They might as well get paid while they're doing it. And then the D is for drones or decentralized applications. And then that E is for engineering. So if you are out there looking for um, an end of the year write-off or just to do some goodwill, we have these emerging technology camps in these neighborhoods where children cannot readily afford to pay twelve to $1,700 a week for camp. And you all would be surprised how many families pay seventeen dollars to $2,300 for their children to go to surf camp, space camp, all sorts of camps. Uh, a lot of them have even come to Crypto Kids Camp, but I really want to make sure that our community the children that we service are able to be able to participate in these emerging technologies. And one of the other things and the reason why we go beast mode on breaks, we go beast mode on breaks because I found out that as a child right there in South Central Los Angeles, that I got in the most trouble during breaks because my mom and dad were working and I was my own babysitter. Sometimes I go to my grandmother's house, of course. Well, most times I went to my grandmother's house. She lived in Watts as well. Um, but we would still find ourselves getting into a lot of different situations because we had nothing really to do except walk the street and and, you know, do what kids do, just play and do all kinds of things. But with that, I wanted to make sure that we put together a program to really service our children in our communities all the times that they need it because school time is occupying their time. But what happens on break? So that's the premise around a crypto kids camp and why we go beast mode on break. But that is my spiel about 
uh, this time of giving during Thanksgiving. So you can go to the and then you can go to donate crypto and you can find crypto kids camp and you can donate anything that you want. I would suggest you do all of your other cryptocurrency and not your Bitcoin. But if you want to do your Bitcoin, you can absolutely do that as well. Now that was the first piece of business that I wanted to share with you on this giving day. Uh, on the beginning of these giving days, I'll say it that way. And then the next thing I want to share, because we are all in our kitchens cooking or we're buying something to drink to take because we're not cooking. But nevertheless, there is something that I heard growing up almost Every single day when I went to my grandparents' house in Watts, um, my grandfather was a mechanic and he was what we would call a shade tree mechanic. He didn't have any formal training other than the United States Army, which he was a mechanic and an ambulance driver. But when he would get finished with someone's car, it never failed. He would say, I'm cooking with Crisco now. And so that term cooking with Crisco always stuck with me. And in from based on what he was saying when he was cooking with Crisco, that means he was just done. It was finished. He was making it happen. He was about to take the car for a test drive to see if what he had actually fixed was then fixed or if he needed to make some adjustments. And so uh, as I got a little bit older, I realized that my grandmother who cooked every single Friday fish was cooking with Crisco. There was actually a thing called Crisco and it was lard and she would be cooking her fish with crypto and we'd have fish every single Friday. And by the way, I did a, a little bit of research. Matter of fact, I did a lot of research to find out why black folks in America cooked fish on Fridays. And we won't get into that today, but most of them were cooking with Crisco. And so as I was cooking this year, I thought back to a good friend of mine who made a suggestion that I need to be, uh, I love to cook. So she made a suggestion that maybe I do a cook cooking thing where I was actually teaching cryptocurrency at the same time I was cooking. Now, where do we get this inspiration from? First and foremost, Tabitha Brown is a fabulous cook. And um, I don't know if you all remember like the Neelys back in the day. I used to love the Neelys and I've loved some of their recipes. I've used them for years. Um, but the Neelys were the, I shouldn't even say they were the first one because before that it was G Gavin. Um, I was always a lover of looking at people create and make these recipes specifically in our community because they had flavor, right? And they knew all the right things to put together to make it taste fabulous. And so 
That being said, a couple of months ago, one of my uh, co-workers actually suggested that we did a cryptocurrency show while we teach people to cook at the same time. And so I said, that's a great idea. And I was wondering what I could actually call this little we're going to call it a web series because I don't know what we're going to make out of this thing. But we're starting today. And um, I came up with cooking with crypto and so i had a logo made and we now have cooking with crypto and today will be my first short episode to really just kind of share how i go about making my famous barbecue turkey now if you have never had a barbecue turkey I'm cooking with crypto and I'm teaching you how to do that and how to be safe with their cryptocurrency. And so look out for that. Uh, if you're not following me on social media, again, I'm Naja Roberts on all platforms. No underscores, no underscores, no dots, no periods, just plain old Naja Roberts. And so you can get a dose of cooking with crypto today as you look at my turkey and your mouth waters as to why your turkey does not taste as good as mine does. But um, I'm excited about this show because web web I don't even know what they call them a mini web service uh, series I'm just gonna go for what I know because it's a great idea to be cooking I've always talked about self-sovereignty how I'm dehydrating meats and doing all these things and I love to cook a side of teaching cryptocurrency the my other love is real estate and the other one is cooking and so um i've done some things to get prepared to get this going and so today we are going to drop our first little teaser and so i'm excited about that so if you are uh, again on social media please go follow me on social media please share my information after you watch Please share with your friends and family. And also, we want to make sure that you're sharing the information that's here on KBLA as well, because it is imperative that we get this word out to our community about what's going on. And so as we move into learning, there are a couple of things that we're going to talk about, but we're going to go with the market report first and foremost because a couple of things are happening and even though the price of bitcoin is up just a little bit i still think we're in a bearish market where bitcoin is going to come down a little bit hopefully so during the thanksgiving holidays and really all the way through to uh, january 3rd which will be bitcoin's actually genesis block birthday and that'll be 14 years that bitcoin has actually been live and working now remember we celebrated the bitcoin white paper being announced 14 years ago on october 31st well january 3rd we will definitely be celebrating the 14th year of the Genesis block, which means the first block on the blockchain when Bitcoin actually started. So 14 years ago, 
Um, and so we're going to be celebrating that. And I'm going to take a second to say to each and every one of you, because people have been asking me about our crypt, Merry Christmas party. So every year I have a Christmas party and that Christmas party, um, usually happens in December and we do it and and yes i'm crazy so it's c r y p t m s cryptmas and we do this party in inglewood every year and everyone is asking if we're going to have a little mixer and we probably will have something small because of the fact we've been on covid restrictions we hadn't done much so um, we'll probably do that in the middle of December. And we're going to make sure that we get enough information, information out to everyone so they have time to make arrangements to do that. So we'll get the date to everyone so that you can do that we don't want to be in conflict with anything else going on in the city you know our exchange is right around the forum and so there's been a lot of christmas events and thanksgiving events that are happening and we want to make sure that there's ample parking and those sorts of things but we are going to let everyone know when we have our merry christmas mixer and we're excited about that this year. So, yes, we will be having it. So as we look at the market update for today, Bitcoin right now, as we speak, is trading at $16,544. And what does that mean right now? Uh, we are up in the past hour 0.43%. And in the last 24 hours, 2.73%. And in the last seven days, we're down 0.05%. And so the same thing across the board with all the other cryptocurrencies. Ethereum is trading as $1,172. It's up 0.46% in the last hour, up 4.2%. In the last 24 hours, but it's actually down 3.9% in the last seven days. And a lot of these other cryptocurrencies are following suit. And it's really interesting to just see how all these other cryptocurrencies are doing just based on some of the things that are happening in the market and how everyone is supposedly getting away from cryptocurrency and we know that's not the truth at all but people are saying it people are saying people are coming out of cryptocurrency in droves in fact i'm looking at the market cap right now which is down substantially from where we've been over the last year but we're at 826 billion with the b and um, we're used to being around two trillion, so we're missing give or take about four hundred billion. And um, but I don't think it's gone far. 
It's just sitting in the in the wings waiting to figure out what is actually going to happen with the cryptocurrency space. So I'm excited about that. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, after news, traffic and sports, we're actually going to jump in to uh, researching a Harvard paper that just came out yesterday that is talking to the central banks all around the world, telling them to buy Bitcoin. When we come forward after news, traffic and sports, we will jump into this because everyone is having eyes on this paper that came from Cambridge, Massachusetts, because especially right now in the midst of everything that's going on, they want to know why people at Harvard or the great brilliant minds at Harvard are telling them to buy Bitcoin. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. So as we know that our world looks at prestigious things as what is golden and what is so. And so anything that comes from Harvard or Yale or MIT, eyes, ears, and minds are open. And yesterday, um, I got wind that there was going to be a paper that goes out to the central banks from Harvard. And sure enough, today the paper came out and it comes from Cambridge, Massachusetts. And they just basically stated the obvious Bitcoin was invented to circumvent the world's central banks. So the idea that those banks would start buying Bitcoin in bulk ranks somewhere from counterintuitive to far fetched. And we understand that. But after the Western governments froze Russia's foreign exchange reserves earlier this year, speculations actually mounted that some central banks could acquire cryptocurrency as a form of insurance against financial blockades from the United States. And its allies, from the United States and its allies. In the months since, it has remained a little more than speculation. Now, I told you all that 44 countries met over in El Salvador to talk about their use of Bitcoin in opposition to the United States dollar. And so I want you to keep thinking about that as I talk about this. But the idea has remained a fixation among Bitcoin investors who actually tend not to support U.S. foreign policy objections, objectives, um, who view it as a good thing that crypto could provide a workaround. So Bitcoiners hope often to revolve 
around the Gulf states and why the Gulf states with their huge cash reserves and often fraught relationships with the West. In August, there was a Twitter account that was inspired by the possibility of never using the United States dollar. And it came from Sheikh Roberto, who sprouted up to promote Bitcoin usage and actually slam a couple of articles that came out of the United States from our feds in a post from El Salvador. And so what they did was they pressure tested the idea in this conversation with crypto entrepreneurs on the sidelines um, with this another college is called Milken Institute Middle East Summit and they're in Abu Dhabi. And so there, there was no hint that the Gulf state central banks were considering Bitcoin purchases despite their blockchain technology use. But elsewhere, the idea is very much alive, at least in theory. So there are a bunch of new working papers, ladies and gentlemen, that are coming from some Ph.D. candidates in Harvard. And they're in the School of Economics Department. And there's also some teachers that are involved. They're former economists at the IMF and the Federal Reserve Board of Governors who, um, again, are now professors, and I'm smiling because this has caused a major splash. And some people would say it was a minor splash, but I would say it is a major splash, especially when you have a former economist of the IMF and someone else that used to work with the Federal Reserve Board of Governors who's now telling other countries that they need to get involved with Bitcoin. And they actually argued and told the banks today that it makes perfectly good sense for many central banks to hold a small amount of Bitcoin under normal circumstances and much more Bitcoin if they intend. Now, I'm telling you all, this is some premeditated stuff. If they intend to face sanction risks in the future. And this analysis also finds gold as another useful sanction against um, the government. If they want to uh, create any more sanctions, this sanctions uh, by holding gold and Bitcoin, it would be useful as a hedge against these sanctions. And so that's what this paper is talking about. And in my opinion, when I first started reading this peer-to-peer review and this letter or paper that went out from Harvard to these banks, I'm thinking to myself, "Uh uh-oh, it is really time for us to start paying attention and really heed the warning and the advice because if these other central banks start to hold Bitcoin in their portfolio, like I've been suggesting that we do in our families, um, of course, Bitcoin is going to be scarcer because they're not looking to sell because they're doing some long-term holding, which is what I am praying that we're doing. Um, they're going to be doing some holding. And so um, 
in the United States or the West, we overuse sanctions. I'm just going to say it that way. And it's actually going to come back to bite us because people are not going to want to use the U.S. dollar. Now, I'm going to tell you that came not just from Naja Roberts' mouth, but it also came from the mouth of these Harvard professionals and PhD individuals. And I've been saying it, but what they're doing is really just validating what I've been saying. But the contribution of these papers that they um, put in the hands of many of these central banks is really a big deal. How much and why should they be concerned about it? The numbers that come out are very concerning about how many of these individuals are going to start to take heed to buying Bitcoin because their treasury bonds are having a hard time. And so it's a lot bigger than what we think. Rather than just hedging sanctions, risk with Bitcoin, should governments just avoid doing bad things. And a lot of the governments are telling and saying to each other, hey, we're not doing anything bad or nefarious, but the United States wants to be in control of what we do. And that has always been a problem in the past, but now we have an option and they're really excited about this option. And so how reliable is this option going to be if they decide to do something that the United States doesn't like and they decide not to use the United States dollars and they're thinking hard and long about this we hear a lot about cryptocurrency and sanctions evasion and I've been telling you all to pay attention to the Russian Ukraine war for more reasons than one and just really see how this is going to turn out because however it turns out based on Russia's success or Russia's demise, other countries are watching because they were the first ones to really take this stance. And so uh, we're going to see what actually happens here really soon. And I just cannot uh, tell you how excited I am about Harvard telling the central banks out of the United States to stack a little Bitcoin. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, we're stacking a little Bitcoin. So we're going to be doing some great things, I believe, in our families, um, in our families very, very soon. So let's see where we are with this. We are going to uh, talk about how much they're suggesting that we have in Bitcoin with this Harvard paper. Now, 10% of their overall portfolio, they are suggesting they're not providing financial advice. Neither am I providing financial advice, but just suggesting that 10% of your portfolio be held in Bitcoin. Now, that's up from what some economists say, but I've also met several financial advisors that are telling their constituents 30% of their portfolio should be held in Bitcoin. Now, where should you be? I'm not going to say you should be at 10%. 
I'm not going to say you're at 5%. You've got to figure out what works best for you. And then again, look at this as a long-term strategy. But in this letter from Cambridge um, that came from Harvard, it just basically states 10% should be held in Bitcoin specifically to these central banks. And I just want to say this because, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And we are going to forever be changed by what is about to take place. And so when we come forward, we're going to jump into a couple of other things that are happening in the cryptocurrency space. And there is some news out of New York. The governor actually signed a law. We're going to hear about it when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I am going to say that during your... Uh, Thanksgiving dinner, when you are (laughs) enjoying yourself, you definitely want to be hearing about some crypto education, maybe while you're cooking. Uh, Please tune in tomorrow and you will get some of the basics uh, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And we're excited about being able to offer that to you. So tomorrow and Thursday, you can get some of the basics. Um, As we go into some of the stories, New York the New York governor actually signs the first of its kind law actually cracking down on Bitcoin um, mining. And so he does not want Bitcoin mining to take place in the state of New York. And so this is the first of its kind and they are cracking down on the Bitcoin mining. And there's a lot of arguing around um, whether or not Bitcoin mining should be allowed or not, whether it's good for the environment and we won't get into that whole thing. But with them, the governor actually signing something, it's really a big deal because people have been talking about doing it and no one has really done it as of yet. But um, they are the governor signed. So that is a done deal. And so we'll see how that plays out and how many people in the cryptocurrency space actually come up out of New York, specifically those that are mining. And I have some friends that are up in Rochester, New York, that are mining Bitcoin. So I'm interested to see how that's going to work out. And then also just a couple of days ago, the United States U.S. banks actually launched a digital dollar blockchain pilot. And so the digital dollar, we've been talking about that, and it is coming, ladies and gentlemen, sooner than you think, sooner than you want to admit. But while the cryptocurrency market is shaken right now to the core by FTX, a group of banking institutions, including, I need you to hear these banks, HBSC, MasterCard, Wells Fargo, and there's a couple of more that have not been named, announced that they will be launching a proof of concept digital money platform called the Regulated Liability Network. Hmm. 
Members of the U.S. banking and payment community involved in this proof of concept are pleased to be working alongside the New York Innovation Center. Now, the governor of New York just signed a bill for no Bitcoin mining. However, in New York, the New York Innovation Center is working on this new digital dollar. Things that make you wonder, are they trying to stop one so they can bring something else into existence? The answer is probably absolutely so. The two go hand in hand. Something is up and we're going to find out what it is and we're going to see how this pilot works. But ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin and them getting rid of Bitcoin is the play because Bitcoin is decentralized. They do not control it. Therefore, they do not control our money. And so they're trying to figure out a way to be able to control us and control our funds. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, this is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. All right, welcome forward. So, El Salvador again is doing something innovative. And so I told you all last week, El Salvador started buying one Bitcoin every single day. They are dollar cost averaging in a big way into Bitcoin wealth. And what are they doing now? El Salvador has actually submitted a bill and they presented it to El Salvador's Congress. It's paving the way for the issuance of a Bitcoin-backed bond. So remember I told you when we're looking macro, we want to find out what is behind some of the things that they're doing. Now, I knew El Salvador needed and was buying Bitcoin, so they have it in their treasury, but I had no idea that they were going to go for a Bitcoin-backed bond, which means they're going to hold on to this Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is going to get scarcer and scarcer because they're holding their Bitcoin because it's going to be backing the bonds that they're actually utilizing in their country. And so... This is a big move. We don't know if these volcano bonds is what they're going to be calling them. And they were actually presented by El Salvador's Minister of Economy. Her name is Maria Hyman Breve. And so we'll see what happens with that. But again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not getting it, please understand that countries and people and individuals that are trying to make moves in this space are doing it based on Bitcoin. And I'm not saying they're not going to use some of these other coins, but for the most part, they're not. So we need to dollar cost average today. So you're going to pull out your Bitcoin 
uh, your black Wall Street wallet. You're going to get your $6 worth of Satoshis today, or I am going to get mine, my $6 worth of Satoshis by clicking on the purple circle in the middle, clicking continue, and then setting it up one time to do $6. I'm putting it in my KBLA wallet. And voila, hit and continue. I have purchased $6 worth of Satoshis today. And I want to bid you all a fabulous, happily, happy Thanksgiving. And I'm going to thank you once again for rocking with me. I'm going to go over basics and fundamentals both tomorrow on Thanksgiving and the day after. So please listen in and get those fundamentals so we can jump right into the show. We're making way for the DL Hughley show. Thank you again for tuning in to Ahead of the Crypto Curve on Ahead of the on on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.